Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospitals, and Minnesota's Level 1 Adult and Pediatric Trauma Center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning on this Easter Sunday morning. Happy Easter to you all. And uh, say hello and good morning. Happy Easter, Dr. David Hilden. Happy you, Easter, you Denny. And, yours. and happy a- anniversary. Thank you very Julie. much. I, I, yep, Julie and I, it's our anniversary. Love you, sweetheart. It's 29 years. It's, it's a big day. It's not only Easter. It's my anniversary. And um, according, it's April Fool's Day. And the 12 <laughs> degrees on my car thermometer this morning was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I'm sure you have spared no expense on her gift. You got it. And the taking her whining and dining. Today. Oh, we're going to Bali, and I bought her a new car, and then I bought her some diamond uh, earrings and everything. And That's fortunately, she's not listening right so now. So I hope Julie's not listening because I better swing by the drugstore and pick up a card. Huh? A little card, No, yes. no, no we're, uh, we're going to spend some time together. We're going to do the family. We're going to spend some time with 20 of our family members for, uh-huh. for an Easter thing, and then uh, we'll uh, – We'll spend some time together. So 29 years um, wow. of, of my wedding. Of bliss. And, and bliss. For, of what? It, okay, I, I don't even know. That's probably not the thing to do on your anniversary is to tell a wedding joke. But, you know, the guy who said that, you know, it's been 29 years of wedded bliss, but it's our 35th anniversary. <laughs> that doesn't apply to me. Every year has been great, and I look for about 40 or 50 more years um, uh, uh, together. That's um, great. Um, it's it was Passover this weekend. That's true. Yes, indeed. Happy Passover to our listeners uh, as well. Uh, and by the way, before I forget, this is an open line show. Folks are calling in already. Uh, and what does that mean? If we have new listeners, we should tell them that it's uh, you can. We're not talking about any one thing. We'll tackle whatever medical yeah. problem or yeah. question or concern or comment. And yeah. you're right, Eddie. The phone lines are filling up, at, and and we have text lines as well. That one is eight one eight zero seven. We're getting some of those as well. Eight one eight zero seven, and uh, call us. Uh, that number is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. I see we're already getting some some text messages as well. All kinds of ways to get in touch with us. You know, Denny, it was a it was an interesting. Week. It was a great week at Hennepin where I work. Hennepin Healthcare is my organization. If you're wondering why why don't I say Hennepin County Medical Center anymore? Well, HCMC didn't go away. Um, it is the medical center that we know and love in downtown Minneapolis, and it's still called HCMC. We're shortening it up to HCMC just because the other was such a mouthful. But we're more than a hospital. It's it's we're a system of care and so many broad range of services that we have, I think, wisely um, uh, redubbed ourselves, if you will, what Hennepin Healthcare. 
My paychecks for years have said Hennepin Healthcare. That's the name of the corporate organization. But we thought it 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 captured the essence of our system of care, and and it just ranges from so many things that I can't get into now. But it's not just uh, HCMC downtown Minneapolis. Um, it is that, but it's so much more. So we are Hennepin Healthcare. It's been a really big week because we opened our new clinic and specialty center. I won't say much more about that today, but um, for it went great. We saw hundreds and hundreds and thousands of patients in the new clinic building in the first week. There were surgeries done. There were colonoscopies done. There were clinic visits, children, rehab, traumatic brain injury, cancer cares, all allergy visits, allergy shots were given. There's a pharmacy. Medications were dispensed. Um, it's fabulous. So um, I did uh, uh, go over there quite a bit this week, and it was just absolutely fabulous. So the Hennepin Healthcare um, had a really good week. It's also been a really interesting week in terms of listeners to this show. I don't think a week goes by that I don't hear, at least indirectly, about some of you who listen to the show. And um, so I just wanted to say my thanks on this Easter Sunday to all of you who are listening this week alone, there was the guy who needed called 911 and needed a paramedic and specifically wanted to go to Hennepin um, because he's a show listener. Uh, there is a group of church ladies. I don't know if you're ladies. Maybe there's gentlemen as well. But there was a group of you out in Eden Prairie who told one of our staff members that you all listen to the show. So right. thank you to you in Eden Prairie. And then I want to give a, a little um, focus for a second on a woman I've never met, but her name is Bobby. Bobby, I think, is in her late 80s, and, and one of our nurses contacted me and said, Bobby listens every single week, and Bobby's health has taken a bit of a turn for the worse, and I don't know what all of those things are, but she tells me that Bobby is the greatest conversationalist, is just a, a wonderful woman who can talk about a variety of topics, is just a lovely person, and she's a lover of jazz music. No kidding. She's wow. a jazz music lover. So, Bobby, if you are listening today... Um, thank you for being a listener. I hope you have a great week and um, and hope you can listen to some good jazz music this week. So this week alone, I heard from three listeners. And so I just wanted to say thank you, all of you, for listening to the show. It's kind of great when you re- reach out or get in touch with folks that – because here we're in a studio and you don't see the people right, unless it, you're at the state fair. Right. It's Dennis and, and you yeah. and me and the and here in the Pretty stu- skeletal crew, yeah. Right, right, right. But it just reminds me how how great people are. Yeah. Even even this morning on the way into the show, it wasn't a listener, but I ran into a woman on the streets of downtown Minneapolis and it's twelve degrees. The streets aren't that crowded. In fact, they're kind of deserted. And she yells out to me, Happy Easter. And I said, oh, Well, right. you know, people are just wonderful. Are. So happy Easter great to everybody. Listeners. Thank you all of you for listening. The one other thing I want to mention to you is that um, the blog, myhealthymatters.org, I put a new post on there yesterday, and uh, I invite you to look at it. I invite you to subscribe by email. That's easy to do. You just put your email in there, and then you'll get a notification when I do another post, which is only three or four times a month. So you're not going to get your email inbox inundated. In this one, I answered five questions from last week's show from the text line. So if you were the person who asked me the question about the shingle shot or the influ- or not or the pneumonia shot or if you are the person who asked about HIV testing or the person who asked about chest pain and um, blocked coronary arteries or the person who asked about dental work and antibiotics or if you're just interested in those topics they're just little one paragraph responses to a variety of topics for you to to um to look at I put some 
some pictures of our new clinic building from an insider's perspective on there as well. That's at myhealthymatters.org. I encourage you to do it today. Many hundreds of people look at it every single day. Um, maybe you should join them, myhealthymatters.org. Very good. Uh, by the way, I want to alert our listeners, and I know they have some issues during the week here on CCO, but those that are sending text messages and are getting some weird reply, disregard that. We're getting your text messages. So continue on 81807, but disregard any kind of crazy garble you might you might be receiving. Yeah, because uh, they are coming in. Yeah, I'm absolutely. seeing new ones yep. coming yep. in. Should I do one of them? Well, I'll go ahead. Sure. Uh, let's do one. We'll do the first one that came in earlier. It says, what is the best for a 71-year-old male who is anemic? Diet-wise. Diet-wise. wants to know diet. Um, first place, I do have to say, when you're 71 years old, you need to know why you're anemic. So see your doctor, find out why. Um, if, uh, they, and it's easy, well, relatively easy to find out why. They do some additional blood tests and they look to see if your red blood cells are too small or they're the right size or they're too big. And if they're too small, you're almost certainly iron deficient. If they're too big, it's got about 10 things they could be, including cancers and the like. And if they're in the middle, then um, that's some other, th- some other possibilities. So find out why because they are treatable. Um, and you need to know because in some cases, older adults – and 71 isn't older, but it's an adult. Um, it, anemia does need to – you need to know the why just in case it's something more serious. But what should you eat diet-wise? Well – it's a, it's a, maybe a, a surprise to people, but in medical school, you know how much they teach us about nutrition and diet? Still kind of low. Oh, well, at least they did 20 years ago when I was in med school. They didn't teach us anything. Um, now I understand it's much, much more. Um, so that's a good thing. But here's over the years the, what I have gleaned. High iron foods are um, – you know, obviously, you know, there's the red meats and there's spinach and all that stuff. And, and so that still is good. Beans are great. Lentils, um, whole, um, whole grain kind of a things. But, um, it, I, I don't think I would focus on any one individual thing so much. It's just find out why you have it. Eat a balanced diet. And if you need to take an iron supplement, that's okay to do. Um, once or twice a day. All right. I want to remind our listeners, we have a, a telephone line open if you want to use that, 651-989-9226. Text again is 81807. Harold in Stillwater has been waiting. Harold, what's your question for Dr. Hilden? Uh, I've got uh, what looks like a large blister right below my uh, fingernail and the first knuckle of my middle finger. Been there for two or three months, uh, continues to get slightly uh, go very slowly. It doesn't hurt, uh, but it, I keep bumping it. What, uh, what is that? Is, is that something that I should have looked at, or uh, is it just a dosage? Thanks for your call, Harold. I, I, I'm not sure, but it sounds a, li- a little bit like a cyst. Um, if you have a blister, if it's fluid-filled around your, around, on your finger... Your fingers do get what are called ganglion cysts, C-S, let's see, C-Y-S-T, cyst. And it is, um, for lack of a better way to explain it, it's sort of like a, a friction irritation in there. That's a little bit simplistic. But your the tendons of your fingers that allow you to bend and stretch your finger go through a sheath. The tendon does. And in that sheath, there's a little lubricating layer of, of um, to, so that the thing doesn't, you know, so it can move. And sometimes they can form cysts. They can be surgically removed. And when I say surgery, it's not like some big procedure. It's just a little outpatient procedure that a, um, a surgeon can do. I would go to a hand surgeon for that. 
Um, I don't think I would go to the, like the orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement and have them messing with your hands. Most every healthcare system has hand surgeons. At Hennepin, we have two of the best hand surgeons there are in Tom Vareka and Jackie Geisler. Um, so you could go to one of them. Don't go trying to pop it. Uh, that's not probably helpful. There used to be an old saying that if you had one of these cysts in your hands, you just hit it with a Webster's Dictionary or something and it just pops it, but it comes right back and it can get infected. So don't do that. So that's probably what it is, a cyst. If it, if it has pus coming out of it, in other words, it's kind of milky or brownish, that's not good. If it hurts, that's not good. If you can't bend your finger, that's not good. That could all be infectious. But you, the way you've described it, Harold, doesn't sound like any of that. It sounds like a cyst that's been present for several months, almost certainly benign. Um, but yes, I would have that taken care of. It's not likely to go away on its own. All right. We're going to go away just for a minute or two, taking a break here. If you have a general health question for the doctor, it's 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. Or otherwise, just send us a text, and we'll pick up on those too when we come back. 81807. Skies are fair on this Easter Sunday morning. CCO temperature reading 12. Uh, good morning. Welcome back uh, to this portion of uh, Healthy Matters. Your general health questions for Dr. David Hilton, either by phone or by text. And there is one line open, 651-989-9226. And text, we're getting a bunch of those, 81807. Should we grab uh, a text? Let's do that. I'll do some okay. text messages. And yeah, again, those of you who are sending text messages, we are getting them, regardless of what reply you're getting. Um, here's one that says, um, does your new clinic have dental care for adults? It certainly does. Um, it, the Delta Dental Oral Health Center at Hennepin Healthcare is a brand new spanking clinic. Um, historically, our dental department for adults has done um, kind of complicated dentistry. You know, that's sort of what they've done um, is reconstructions and implants and extractions and really um, – the the toughest of the dentistry, but the dental clinic has now expanded so much that they do adult and child um, preventive health services as well, ranging all the way from kids to older adults. So that's um, that's a that's a affirmative to that. Here's a um, a question that I'm again I'm going to not have a great answer for. What's the best diet for a breastfeeding mom? Now, a few minutes ago, we talked about a diet for an anemic 71-year-old male. For a breastfeeding mother, I'm, again, not an expert. Um, if you're having trouble breastfeeding, though, um, like you're not, your milk's not coming in or it's not working, I just want to do a, a little plug for our lactation consultants. They're so good. We have them at Hennepin um, um, because we're, we're considered what they call a baby-friendly hospital, uh-huh. which means we have all of our ducks in a row about breastfeeding, basically. And so you might want to consult a lactation consultant. But again, for diet – Balanced diet that is um, uh, um, is probably your best bet. Eat when you're hungry. Drink plenty of fluids. Um, a lot of people are um, of the opinion, and I think I'm with them, that diets that are high in simple carbohydrates are less good for you for everybody. I don't know if that applies directly to a breastfeeding mother, though, so I shouldn't make advice that I don't know. But when I say simple carbohydrates, like simple sugars – White refined breads, white refined pasta, potatoes, some um, white rice, um, certainly the, the, the sugars that are in pops and candies, those are less good for you. Probably a leaner, higher protein diet that has lots of vegetables and fruits in it um, and dairy products is, is good. Um, but again, I'm not a breastfeeding um, expert. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Dr. Joan and Eden Prairie is first up here. Go ahead, Joan. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm one of your younger Eden Prairie listeners. I love your show. Thank well, you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I've had this uh, quivering of my eyelid and my underneath my eyebrow that just continues to it quivers and uh, kind of worried about is this a nerve situation or what it might be? Yeah, Joan, it, it, it probably is a nerve situation, but you don't have to worry. Um, it's, it's like a, what we call a fasciculation because in medicine, we like to find a harder <laughs> word when an easier word would it's, have it's been an just eye fine. Twi- it's an eye twitch, uh, but it's like a fasciculation. It is a random firing of those nerves because your eyelids have muscles in them. They're little bitty muscles that are just a few cells thick, but it's what allows it to go up and down. But you can imagine how many times your eyelid has to go up and down in your lifetime and it just gets um, twitchy. Now, if it's not causing you any other problems, like red, sore eyes, it, there's no pain, um, your vision is fine, um, things like that. And if, if it just kind of comes and goes, um, uh, I think you're okay with it. However, if something continues to get worse, it is a neurologic thing. And I mean, if this thing's really starting to get to be a more con- a common thing, a more constant thing for you, Joan, or if it's going to the other eyes and it's just, go- it's just like bugging you. Then I would see an eye doctor because um, there are – and I and I hate to even bring this stuff up because this is not likely. But there are neurologic problems um, uh, that that um, you know could be evaluated. Your your face is is served by several nerves, the fifth nerve and the seventh nerve among them, and you know you could have um, sometimes people get facial nerve problems and they get um, and and so there are some things it could be not. Likely, though, it's most likely something that is quite benign. But if it doesn't, if it just continues on over and over and over, um, I probably would then see an eye doctor. Um, I don't think you have to rush in. I'm not worried about it. But anything that doesn't resolve like that, maybe you want to see somebody eventually. Thank you, Joan. Uh, Kathy and Mora is next up on CCO. Go ahead, Kathy. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, My husband was diagnosed with a stress uh, compression fracture after moving some snow, and it's so painful he just can hardly stand it. Is there anything that we should be doing? He also has Parkinson's, so um, is it just a time thing? Yeah, Kathy, how long ago was his injury? March 6th. So a little less than a month ago. Um, right. There probably doesn't need anything more to be done, but um, has I'm going to ask you one more thing. Has he been seen by any? Anybody? Any yes. doctor? Yep, we've we've uh, had the X-ray that okay. showed the compression fracture, and they've given him um, Percocet and stuff like that to relieve some of the pain. Okay, that's why I wanted to. Know. I wanted to make sure that that you've had an initial evaluation to make sure there's not anything more serious. These do remineralize; they do kind of stabilize, um, but that can take some time, weeks to months, and and so. Um, generally, we do tell people just go about your daily activities. Be um, uh, gentle on your back. Uh, don't be shoveling heavy snow and things like that any longer. Get help to do all that. But it could be some time. The Percocets are a mixed bag. I would tell someone that's a reasonable thing to take for a little while. But now that you're out to almost a month, it would be better to start getting off of them um, because – Sometimes after, if it gets one month, turns to two, turns to four, turns to eight, and next thing you know, you can't get off of them. 
and that has nothing to do with the willpower or the strength of the human being that's taking them. It's just a function of Percocets. They do become habit-forming. And so I would try some other things, um, perhaps um, injections. Go to a, an interventional pain specialist and have some things injected in there because what he has will get better. It really will. It will stabilize. So you know, an injection of some steroids in there might help for, to give him some relief for the next one, two months. Or you could try acupuncture. All of those things might give him relief just to get him through the next month or two. So those are some things I would I would try. It should stabilize for him, Kathy. All right. Thank you, Kathy. I want to alert our listener, John. You hang on on the phone there. We'll uh, come back. We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. If you have a general health question for the doctor, 651-989-9226. There is a line open if you want to fill it. I urge you to do so. Uh, or send a text, and we'll get back to that text screen as well. That number is 81807. And again, if you're getting a weird reply, don't worry about it. We are receiving your text messages, as they used to say, five by five. So we'll uh, we'll be back. In just a moment, I can tell you in the Twin Cities, skies are fair on this Easter Sunday morning. West winds, not a factor like they were yesterday. The winds will be from 5 to 10 miles an hour. We should see some sunshine the rest of today, this Easter Sunday. If you're traveling, highs today, probably the low to mid-30s, at least here in the Twin Cities. And then lows tonight around 19. Drizzle and snow for your Monday tomorrow with highs around 35. And maybe more snow coming in Monday night and Tuesday as well. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's level one adult and pediatric trauma center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin Healthcare, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning. Welcome back to more of health, Healthy Matters here on this Sunday morning. Happy Easter. Happy Passover to all of our uh, listeners here on CCO. Uh, we should see some sunshine today. You may be already it seeing It was that beautiful today. Yeah. The it's not windy. This morning, it, it's colder and I'll get out, but it was um, nice and sunny. We have really warmed up, doctor, to 14 degrees now. Oh, it was 12, I think, earlier That's today. Exactly it should be right. like 54. Exactly. You're right. Oh, my goodness. We are doing an open line show today. Folks that are uh, usual listeners, regular listeners know that it's a general health question day, not any particular topic. You can call us, you can text us, and we have a handful of both, well, more than a handful. Indeed we do. And and I do want to say that I know I can't get to all your texts. I say that over and over. I just can't. There's There's way more than we can do. But for a few of the text messages, I do sometimes do written responses if you go to the myhealthymatters.org. That's the website that's associated with the show. I personally maintain it. It's, it's two, three, four times a month I write an essay or um, something about health or wellness. And um, so if it's, it's in my own voice. It's just a kind of a personal, casual um, type of medical blog. And um, so this week, just yesterday, I put on a new post that I answered five of last week's text questions. And so there is a little quick hits about the shingle shot 
about pneumonia shots, about HIV testing in otherwise healthy people, about angina, that's chest pain due to blocked coronary arteries, and there's one about do you need antibiotics around the time of dental surgeries. So check it out, myhealthymatters.org. Um, it's uh, um, easy to do. Go on your phone or any browser. Just type myhealthymatters.org. If you don't know what a blog is, it's simply a website. And if you subscribe by email, we will send you an unobtrusive um, notice when I have a new post. So myhealthymatters.org, please do subscribe and check it out. Leave me a comment down there if you want, and I will personally respond in due time. Very good. Uh, let's get to the phones, uh, Doctor. 651-989-9226. Carol is calling from Vermilion, I believe, with a question. Carol, what is your question, please? Good morning. I'm calling in regards to I was sleeping and upon somewhere during the middle of the night, I was woken up to vertical where the room was spinning, and I got up, and I went to lay back down and start spinning again. It lasted for maybe less than an hour. I was wondering if I should have any concerns for this. Yeah, thanks for your call, Carol. Um, I think, Denny, we can't complain about weather here. I heard people up north got loaded yeah, with snow indeed. and the like. So thanks for calling and for listening, Carol. You know, I think I would have it looked at, but I don't think you have to worry. Um, in other words, I, I'm not concerned that you're having some horrible um, event that you have to have emergently looked at. But vertigo, when it happens, when your head isn't moving, is probably not then due to your inner ear, which is what most vertigo is due to. Your inner ear has, has looks like a little snail in there and it has these little canals that have fluid in them and they're responsible for making you not throw up when your head moves or making you not dizzy. And that's what allows us to, a figure skater, to do spins on the ice and it allows us to just walk and lie down and just it, it allows us to be human. Um, but if you're getting spinning sensation when your head, when your body's not moving, well, your inner ear doesn't have to do anything, and your eyes aren't doing anything because you're asleep. And so it it strikes me that it could be something that's not under the control of those systems, your vision or your ears, and that might be like a blood vessel, for instance. You know, your blood vessels are are functioning all the time, and it's just conceivable that you there's something to do with a blood vessel in there. Um, uh, or something else inside your brain. It does not sound like an emergency, but I, I think I would, Carol, have that looked at. If you're waking up in the night, and I don't want to, you know, um, put to uh, be kind of flippant about it, but right. and you're not drinking a lot, um, you know, I think anybody who's had too many drinks of alcohol will know you get bed spins and the like, but um, let's assume that's not the problem. I think I would. I would have it looked at by an ear, nose, throat doctor probably. They're kind of the dizziness and head spinning specialist. You could start with your primary care doctor. They might want to get some pictures you mm -hmm. know, of your brain, maybe some kind of MRI or the like. I don't think it's an emergency, but I think I would have it looked at. All right. Thank you, Carol. Let's see who's next. Patty is calling from Minneapolis, I believe. Patty, you're on with Dr. Hilden. Hi. Um, I had uh, extensive back surgery three months ago. And um, I was in surgery for eight-plus hours, and I hemorrhaged during the surgery, and they stopped it and gave me um, transfusions until they could start again. So it's a pretty big surgery. But the thing that I'm wondering about is it took me a long time to wake up from the anesthesia, and then when I did, I had delirium for, like, two days, and I'm just wondering if, if 
they thought it was mainly from the anesthesia. And I'm just wondering if it, you know, is more likely to happen. Should I have surgery again? And if I should find out what kind of anesthesia I had. Yeah, you know, Patty, those are terrific questions because what you had was an extensive and rather traumatic experience. Eight hours is a long surgery. You lost blood. Um, and so uh, uh, I hope you're feeling better. You sound great, by the way. <laughs> um, I, I think it is not terribly surprising, at least to me, that you were uh, delirious for a day or two or three afterwards. It doesn't Everybody who wakes up from anesthesia is a little confused and goofy in the head for a little while. For most people, it's 20 minutes, but some people, it's a few hours, and it can be even longer, um, and particularly given the, the long time you needed it. So if someone's having a procedure on your tooth and they give you a little anesthesia to, to put you out for 20 minutes, that's different than a deep anesthesia that was required for your eight hours of surgery. So your brain was just recovering. Uh, you also lost blood. So it is at least possible that for a very short period of time in there, your brain wasn't getting all the blood supply it had hoped for. And so it was just a lot of insults to your body, temporary insults, but insults to your body. Um, the blood loss, the long anesthesia, the medications needed, maybe pain medicines, all that. So I'm not too worried about it now that it's over. I think it's explainable by by all of that. You, I would, however, your point is a good one. I would tell the next anesthesiologist, hey, I had a rough go of it last time. Can you – because they have a variety of medications they can use to put people under, you know, to, to anesthetize you. Sometimes you, you can get a regional block where you're not even asleep for a surgery. And so I think it's a great idea to always tell your primary doctor who is going to do your preoperative evaluations in the future and the surgeon and the anesthesiologist. Those are all three doctors who are involved in surgeries. Tell them all this story and see, because they can maybe pick a different method of anesthesia or they can at least be aware that if this is going to go a long time – Patty had trouble last time waking up and had some um, confusion. So I think it's just good for them to know. I don't think it, it it will preclude you from having a surgery in the future, but it's just a wise idea to keep people informed um, if you have another surgery. Very good. Thank you, Patty. Catherine is, I believe, calling from Minnetonka. Catherine, you're on CCO. Good morning. Oh, thank you. So my question is about sinus infections. My daughter is a freshman at the U, moved into her, the dorm here for the first year. Um, before Christmas, we went through two rounds of antibiotics for sinus infection. And then starting again about Valentine's Day and ending here just a couple weeks ago, we went through two more rounds of antibiotics for a sinus infection. She does get allergy shots, dust and mold. And I guess my question is, would, should I take her to the, her allergist or should we continue, or, or continue to go to a primary care clinic? Good questions. There's a text message. I don't know if it's from you, Catherine, but another person had a question about sinus infections as well and has been on three different antibiotics for it and um, wonders what they should do. I think the um, – I would go to your allergist. That's my, my – because I think it's, it's far more likely to be a non-infectious problem than infection. Only one out of ten sinus infections needs antibiotics and yet in this country we give everybody antibiotics. So if you've got antibiotics once and you still have symptoms, the solution 
the problem probably wasn't that the antibiotics didn't work. The problem is that they weren't needed in the first place. So it's not likely to work. And so we give people two or three or four courses of antibiotics for a problem that isn't bacterial so that – so it doesn't work. It's far more likely that you, that your daughter uh, and even to this text person um, has other causes for your sinus. You do have sinusitis, inflammation of your sinuses, but it's probably not bacterial and bacteria are the only thing that antibiotics work for. It's probably a virus or an allergic response. Your body is, is irritated at something floating through the air. It, it results in the blood vessels leaking. You get fluid in there. It gets clogged up in your sinus passages. Your sinuses are literally holes in your skull with little teeny openings, and they just don't drain. So that extra fluid from an allergic cause is causing all that facial pressure and all of that pain and headache. Um, it's, so it's usually virus or it's, or it's allergic. That being said, sometimes that stagnant fluid in the sinuses can develop into a bacterial infection. So it's not impossible. But the vast majority, I'm going to go with 90% of them are not bacterial. So long-winded answer to I would have her see the allergist. That was what I would do first. See if there's anything that um, can be done to relieve allergic symptoms, relieve that inflammation, relieve that fluid production, and that's probably the best thing. There are surgeries and a whole bunch of other things, but it's way premature for that. Go, right. go to the allergist. We need to take a quick break here. We'll have a more show to come by phone, by text, and we'll be back with more Healthy Matters. Fair skies in the Twin Cities on this Easter Sunday morning. CCO temperature reading 14. And welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters uh, here on CCO on this Easter Sunday morning. We have, as you can see, Doctor, a lot of text messages. Maybe we should grab some. Let's grab a few. I'll try to be um, brief because there's just a lot of them. Um, let's see. This one says, uh, does removal of the prostate impact sexual performance? It can. Let's just put it that way. It's not directly related, but it is possible. And that's because they can hit some nerves in there that make it difficult for men to have the same uh, sexual life that they used to. It's not inevitable, but it's possible. Here's one that says, um, I have a neuroma in my mouth below a lower tooth. It gives me pain. Any solutions? Neuromas in the mouth um, can be spontaneous. They're often due to previous mouth or dental work. You know, the surgeon cuts a nerve. You know, they just it's inevitable. And so you get this little nerve thing in there. I would see your oral surgeon about that um, to see if there is something that they can inject, anti-inflammatories, a topical thing, or even a surgery to get rid of it. Um, here's one that says, um, good morning. I found out I had celiac and have cut out gluten out of my diet, but I'm still experiencing symptoms. The worst of all is gas. Is there an elimination diet system in place for people to find out what else is causing it? It's a good question because celiac disease is exclusively gluten, but the problem is there's gluten all over the place. Um, it is a protein found in wheat and other grains, and wheat is everywhere. So my first th response is if you know you have celiac disease, it's biopsy-proven celiac disease, you need to be diligent about cutting out gluten. And that means reading every single label on every box, every can, every everything, because sometimes foods are processed with gluten um, even if they don't have wheat. So other than that, go to a gastroenterologist, a GI doctor, to talk about what diet you could do and what things to try. You also might see an allergist because they can tell you if you're sensitive to lactose or something. Um, do I have time for a couple more of sure. these? I want to get to as many as I can. Here's yeah. a person that asked about the new shingle shot. 
Um, yes, get the new shingle shot, even if you got the old one. I was asked that on last week's show and didn't know the answer. The new one is over 90% effective. The old one was over 50% effective. So the new shot is indicated for everybody over age 50 um, to uh, whether or not you've had shingles and whether or not you got the old vaccine. Um, and do go to myhealthymatters.org. I talk more about that very issue, myhealthymatters.org. Do it today. You know, we did get a text earlier uh, when you you had mentioned, as we have been mentioning, about the clinic and the new uh, beautiful specialty center. Uh, parking. They're wondering about parking there. Oh, parking is the best. Well, it's not the best part about it. The best part about the place <laughs> is the doctors and the patients and the nurses and everything. But there's two floors of underground parking right at the place. You can take the elevator from the underground parking directly to your clinic floor. You don't have to pass go or anything. You get to go directly to your clinic. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to walk to a skyway. You don't have to do any of that. Parking right underneath the building. It's the most convenient thing about the new Hennepin uh, Clinic and Specialty Center. Um, Let me see. Here's one more text. My reading showed low platelets. What would cause this? There's about 1,002 causes of low platelets, so I can't answer that. But if you have low platelets, you're more likely to bleed particularly in your joints or your gums or when brushing your teeth or if you get a cut, you will bleed more. Some of the causes of low platelets are alcohol. Alcohol directly affects low your platelet counts. Others are bone marrow problems, in other words, cancers. Uh, so that's worth looking into. Sometimes people just run a little bit low and it's not, a, not any big deal. So it depends how low they are. So if you have low platelets, you need a further evaluation. All right, let's uh, go back to the phones before we run out of time. John is calling from New Richmond, I believe, with a question. John, what is your question? Uh, good morning, uh, Dr. and Denny. Uh, just a question on fibromyalgia and if there's some connection of that with irritable bowel. And just asking if the doctor has a treatment, I'll just hang up and listen. Yeah, John, thanks for the question. I believe there is, although I'm not an expert on the subject. And and frankly, very few people are experts on either of those two because they're called, they're considered functional problems as opposed to anatomical problems. An anatomic problem is one where a doctor can get a blood test or a biopsy and see a problem. There's a polyp, there's an obstruction, there's something going on. Functional problems are not. Everything looks normal but they don't function normally. Fibromyalgia is a, is a hypersensitivity to a pain where people have pain all over their body. Um, it's also characterized by fatigue, and it can be really debilitating for people. Irritable bowel is similarly. Everything looks okay in your intestines, but they don't work right. You get, di- or diabetes. You get um, diarrhea or you get constipation. It is probable that there is some connection to them, but what's the cause? I don't know. I just don't know. What are the treatments? I also don't know. Um, a lot of people um, try um, just dietary things for the bowels, but for the fibromyalgia, it's difficult to know what to do. There are a few um, uh, FDA-approved medications for them. One of them is called pregabalin or one of them is called gabapentin. Those go under the brand names Lyrica and Neurontin. Some of them are um, – some of the antidepressants seem to work because there seems to be a real mind-body connection. I think there's a mind-body connection in most things, but there really seems to be one with irritable bowel. Your mood and your bowel function and your mood and your pain are connected in some way. So those are some ideas for that, John. Um, do see someone who – functional um, intestinal person, a gastroenterologist might be helpful for the irritable bowel. And for the fibromyalgia, just try to find a doctor who's willing to listen <laughs> because that's um, one that, that requires an ongoing relationship. Want to grab one more? Here's a text message. Can you talk about hydroxyzine? 
I was given for severe itching after surgery. It makes me feel very lethargic, but it works. Hydroxyzine is simply an antihistamine, sort of like uh, a chlorpheniramine and sort of like diphenhydramine. There are all these long names for things like Benadryl. Hydroxyzine goes under the brand names Atarax or Vistaril. It, it simply it does help itching. It helps anxiety, and it's got a side effect that's almost universal, and that's drowsiness. So if you're taking hydroxyzine that's working for your itching, plan on being drowsy. There's almost nothing we can do about that. We have just about 60 seconds to go on this Easter Sunday morning. Maybe what we should do, uh, we thank our listeners, uh, and we'll, we'll come back again next week. But what is on next week's show? Next week's show, we're going to do a really cool thing with two people who have never been on the show. Um, uh, my colleagues, Jill Jordan, is a physician assistant in cardiology, and um, Michelle Carlson, she is a, a physician in cardiology. We're going to talk about women's heart health and some really what is down the horizon for um, cardiology from these two female providers. They're both terrific. Um, I invited them both in the hallway. I said, we should do a show specifically about women's heart health from two women who care for other women and men. But um, you'll want to tune in for that, Women's Heart Health, next week. And um, for more information about Hennepin Healthcare, or if you need a doctor, you want to go to the new clinic and specialty center, check us out at hennepinhealthcare.org or call us up at 612-873-6963. What about myhealthymatters.org? Go to myhealthymatters.org for all kinds of information, including a follow-up to last week's show, myhealthymatters.org. See you back here next week. Happy Easter. In the Twin Cities, 14 degrees. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.